Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the NASCAR NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Today here at Xfinity Playoff Media Day, where we are talking with possibly the championship favorite, I would say, in the Xfinity series <laughs> this season, Justin Allgaier. Justin, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's good to, good to be on with you. And I hope that's the case. I don't know if that's really <laughs> truly the case or not, but I hope it is. So um, I like hearing it, regardless of whether or not we pull it off or not. But why wouldn't it be the case if you have five <laughs> wins this season and you know are the regular season champion? I mean, it seems like all signs are pointing to you being the the man. You know what I've learned about this sport is that uh, every time you think you're a little bit ahead, right? It's got this great way of like just knocking you back down and saying, "Yeah, you just thought you were out there and, and doing the things you needed to do." And 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 the thing that I love about where we're at with um, kind of the Xfinity series right now is is the parity. You know, the the teams have been so close. You know, and 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 you know, I've gotten very lucky, and and I think you know, having a little bit of experience that I've gotten over the the course of the last few years has been the difference maker because it's come down to the end of these races, and and just being able to to somewhat take advantage of guys that maybe don't have the same experiences that I've had, right? And and so you go back to your memory banks, you say, hey, I've gotten beat multiple times by this let's let's use that today and see if it works and we've been lucky no doubt about it and, and I, I'm not a, a luck person right I'm, I'm, I'm a, a Christ believer so I don't really believe in luck but I believe in the definition of luck and that's when opportunity meets preparation and we have done a great job of being prepared this year our, our race team is lights out um, all, all four cars every week I mean it's just been it's just been fun right like you yeah. go to the racetrack and you show up and you're like Man, I get to drive this race car today. This thing is, we, we've made the most of it. You know, that that's the other part. Like last year, I look back on so many races and I go, man, coulda, woulda, shoulda. You know, like I, I we we did everything right. We had the speed. We had everything. And a speed on pit road or, you know, have a restart that somebody in front of you doesn't go. Or, yeah, you pick your, you pick your poison, right? Like something happens and you're like, oh, man, yeah. I gave up that one today. So I look at this year, and I'm like, okay, the races that we've won, we've won them because we've executed. It's not because we've had the fastest race car. And, I, and I've heard Brad Keselowski talk about that a lot this year. They have they have executed well, right? Paul Wolf, Brad Keselowski, like, they've done a great job. And I feel like we've done the same thing on the Xfinity side. You know, Jason Burdett's made great pit calls. We've not necessarily stuck to everybody else's strategy at all these races. And that's been the difference maker. You know, I can look back at three or four of the wins and say, they made the difference in the pits or they made the difference uh, because we did this and it got us in this land on a restart, you know, whatever. And, and that's fun. You yeah. know, when you can beat people based solely on that, that that's cool. Yeah. But on the flip side of it, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that you are the fastest race car when you go to the racetrack every week. So I look at these playoffs and I say, okay, where are our strengths? I think our strengths are the short tracks. The mile and a half program, you know, obviously the, the 20 car has been fantastic this year on the mile and a half. The 42 car, depending on, um, you know, I don't know who's going to be in it in the playoffs, <laughs> right? So yep. that one's been great. Um, all of our teammates have, have run really well on, a, on the mile and a half. Uh, Cole and Daniel both almost won in Vegas. Uh, they, they had opportunities there, led laps. So, I mean, I look at this playoffs and I go, man, there's not a clear-cut favorite in my mind. I think we all are, are equally as strong, and, and all of us have a great shot at, at going to these races and, and running well. So, Well, I'd agree with you, even though, you know, as I, as I said, you've got five wins this season, which is half of your career total. You, you mentioned the, the preparation, Justin. Is it just, did you have an inkling coming into this year that because it was year three at Junior Motorsports that everything was going to come together and you'd be so well-prepared? I mean, did you have a sense that, like, wow, this could be my career breakout year? You know, um, it, it, it's funny because it took me almost 10 years to get five wins, right? And then you go and you have five in one year, and you're like, wow, that's that's insane. Um, you know, last year, like I said, I looked I looked at some of these races that, that we coulda, woulda, shoulda, and I said, okay, well, realistically, we should have won like four races, and it just didn't work out. And, and so for me, I'm a big believer in communication. You know, our guys, Jason Burdett, me, my family, you know, like I – even 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 in that like how my family interacts with our race team is is a lot like family right like how how they're accepted and how they you know my daughter and and my wife you know just the interaction that they have with our with our race team is something that you don't see necessarily everywhere and 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 that for me has been a big difference maker but this year I came into this year and I said okay it it's kind of like I'm not going to say make it or break it because that's not the right word but you need to make the most of the opportunities that you're given. And, and and for me, I felt like we did that last year. It didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, but we we, we did a lot of really good stuff. And we carried a lot of momentum from, from the end of last season into this year. And I think for me, this year it was like, you know what? I've been given a second chance to come and do this again with a great organization, uh, with great people. And we've had time to, to kind of filter out all the stuff that we need to filter out let's go let's go and, and push with everything we've got and uh you know what it's it's worked and yeah. and we've executed i'm um, not going to say that you know you could fire off in 2019 and and change anything and probably probably run 10th every week you know but it's just uh man, it's been fun well you mentioned the uh the importance of family and how they they're immersed in your team and i understand did harper prepare something for you for the playoffs that is very special. Am I? Am I she did. Yeah. Okay, no. Good. She she painted a helmet <laughs> I was, for me. I, I heard it was a surprise. And yeah. I no. Had a chance to check to make sure you you've seen. I it. just yeah. got it actually. Um. So I know that that uh, the podcast world cannot see <laughs> what I'm about to show you, but uh, this is the photo of uh, <laughs> of my helmet that my daughter painted for me. Now, now when I say my daughter painted it for me, she legitimately <laughs> painted this for me. Like she was airbrushing. She was using the paint gun. The unicorn horn on the front of it. Yes, I said a unicorn horn. Um, the <laughs> unicorn horn on the front of it was was an extra added touch that uh, my. So when she went to go, um, so off axis paint paints my helmets. So Greg and and his crew over there, um, they've been so awesome with my daughter. And and so last year they painted a helmet, and you know it, it was interesting how it came out because I I don't think my daughter was quite advanced enough. She was four last year. She's five now. I don't think she was quite advanced enough to to understand like how the airbrush worked or how the paint gun worked. Right? She. she Probably could have gotten it, but it was kind of a short turnaround time. And so this year, after last year, like last year, she she painted everything with like a paintbrush, and it was kind of just random splotches. Right. So all summer, 
all winter long, all summer, she's talked about that helmet and painting me another one for this year. <laughs> and she had a plan in mind. She went to Greg and she said, this is what I want. And they sat down and they drew and drew and drew. And she kept saying, yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. And so they drew a design. And then they said, okay, we'll tape it. You paint it. And so um, they started taping it all up. And she put down – so she actually put down um, – all the like hearts and everything that are on there. She stuck all the little stickers down to paint over. She the only thing she didn't do was like the shading work. So she didn't do like the extra little bit of shading, but she painted um she painted the giant unicorn on the side of it. <laughs> uh you know, but but it was cool because I've heard her talk about this helmet and it it's been a surprise to me of what it was gonna look like. She did say last year when she gave me the first one that next year's helmet would be rainbows and unicorns. And she did not lie. She <laughs> made sure she promised on that one. Uh, so rainbows and unicorns. And, uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting, uh, to <laughs> say the least. And you're going to wear that all the way through the playoffs? All the way through the playoffs. Every, every race, race. Rainbows and unicorns on your helmet. Yep. Okay. Everybody's mad at me, though, because I've taken the, the unicorn horn off the front of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and they're like, obviously, you can't see it if you're listening, but it, uh, the photo Justin has here, it actually had a unicorn protruding yeah, from the Yeah, they, they found the a, uh, a lady. I think she makes them for, like, cosplay. <laughs> okay. Uh, she makes unicorn horns. That's her... <laughs> that's her that th that's what she's into, and uh, and so they got it for me and and put it on there. They're trying to make a detachable one so that I can like when the helmet's just sitting there, I can have the unicorn horn on it, and then when I get in the car, I can take okay. it off. So but like driver intros, maybe you can hold it up and say, "Hey, right, <laughs> okay, right. yeah." So uh, <laughs> it is it is definitely caused some um, commotion amongst all the guys in the shop and and social media. Some of the people <laughs> that have seen it on social media, but you know what? Uh, for me, like my daughter had a clear-cut mindset of what she wanted she was all in she kept telling me all the time like i am so excited to paint your helmet this year and as a dad like that was cool you know yeah and and it's cool that i'm in this situation where i'm still relevant in a sport where i have the the opportunity to do something that's that's really cool and i mean how cool would it be to win a championship and get out of the car at homestead and have that helmet on <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> right. my daughter's gonna remember that for the rest of her life whether i win or not in, in any of the playoffs. She, she's going to remember those moments right. the rest of her life, and that to me is, um, that's what it's all about. She was a part of it. Yeah, and I understand that this graphic design is actually somewhat hereditary, that you do a little bit of this in your spare time and maybe have transferred some of these talents to Harper. I do, and it's not yeah. just me. So so uh, my dad and my grandfather, uh, my dad now obviously is, is still here with us. My grandfather is not. But I remember growing up, uh, you know, watching my grandfather make things with his, with his bare hands that were... Just awesome, you know what I mean? What like, what would he make? Um, so he used to make the he <laughs> he had this funny saying. So he used to make these little bark owls. So he would take like tree bark and he would he would uh, fashion out a, a little owl out of it, and then he would uh, build kind of a base out of some out of some wood and and, uh, and some extra bark, and it would always have a sign on it. And he he would make these as gag gifts for people for their bathrooms. So. Um, it would Elroy the constipated owl couldn't hoot with a poop and couldn't poop with a hoot, right? And he would write it, <laughs> handwrite it on every one of these on the little like piece that was on there. Like that was the first thing I really remember of my grandfather. I didn't get to see my grandfather as much over the years as as I would have liked to. He lived in Wyoming, so you know obviously you're racing and he's living his normal life and and so we saw each other a lot but not i mean he could have lived with me and at the house and i still would probably felt like i wouldn't have seen him enough but you're know, just seeing some of the things he built uh, he was a, a navy veteran and uh stormed the beach in normandy did he tell you some of those stories he did he wow. did and uh, i actually got to meet quite a few of his shipmates um, so they would have reunions and i would go and meet his shipmates and uh, he would always do something artistic for for all the guys and and one of the things that before he passed he, he'd been working on for a while was uh he made it kind of a a, a memorial 
it, it, I don't even know how to explain it. It was it was basically like a, a half a sheet of plywood, and it had a memorial. And and everybody that had passed, he would add them to the memorial, you know, over time. And and uh, just to see his passion for number one, what he what he was able to accomplish as a Navy man and and you know part of the United States military, but also too then to see the camaraderie between all those guys and everything, to see his passion for it kind of go into the artistic side of things. That was cool. And then my dad, so. I used to draw in 2D, so I would draw cars all the time. I know you find that hard to believe that <laughs> a race car driver would draw cars, but um, I actually drew like 64 Impalas on uh, on wire wheels with candy paint jobs. You know, like I, I always wanted to be a lowrider. That was always my, my go-to. But anyways, I would draw 2D cars, and, and I was always drawing these. And my dad one day sat down with me and t- started teaching me how to draw 3D. And so I had never seen the artistic side of my dad at all. Like my dad was not artsy in any in any shape. And he sits down and he, he's teaching me how to draw 3D. And I'm like, you're really good at this. No, I'm terrible. You know, and I'm like, I'm watching him draw. And I'm like, you're great at this. You yeah. know, and I was probably 12 or 13 at the time. I'm like, Dad, you, you're like, you're an amazing drawer. He's like, no, I'm not very good at it. You know, but, but then I started watching and I started kind of keeping up with him. And I probably learned as much of him artistically as anybody. Yeah. So then that led to he bought me a vinyl machine and, and I started doing graphics on race cars and and uh, I had my own business for a little while. It's called Gator Graphics. And I would letter, letter uh, local dirt track racers, race cars if they needed them, or businesses or whatever. And I had to letter all of my own cars. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of one thing after another. You you get into it, and it, it just becomes fun. And Good fallback business if the racing thing ever happens. I don't know about that. Sure, I, huh? There's a lot better <laughs> artists than me out there. But uh, I, I, I did get into it, honestly, the same way most uh, NASCAR fans uh, get into art designing race cars nascar 2003 back in the day uh you could design your own cars i painted a lot of cars on nascar 2003 <laughs> uh so so that was always the way that i i didn't race i didn't even care to go race the cars i just wanted to paint them right well that would have been good practice nonetheless and of course as you said you, you don't need to worry about that now because you're relevant you know everything is building toward you know possibly winning that championship you went through a pretty tough period though justin in 2014 2015 i was looking up the stats this morning one top 10 in 71 cup starts what was that like? Did you feel <laughs> irrelevant during that span? And here we are, you know, three years later. I mean, it must feel markedly different. Um, irrelevant, insignificant. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could you could basically take all the words that that you could ever want to use as a derogatory s- side of things. And yeah, I felt all of those. And it wasn't because of the people I was around. I had great people around me. There's not one person on that race team that I would ever say a cross word about. They put heart and soul and effort into it, and it just wasn't meant to be, right? Like, right. things never came to fruition the way they were supposed to. And that's not anybody's fault, right? Like, technically, there are certain people in the, in the equation that probably were at fault, but they weren't really of in my direct connection, right? Sure. It wasn't the things that I was dealing with that were the reason why things didn't work out. But I'm a competitive person, man, and, and I'm very emotionally driven. You know, my wife is, she's not a cheerleader by any means. She's not my biggest cheerleader, but she is my biggest rock. And and she's the one that's going to tell me the good and the bad. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to hear one or the other, like one over the other. You're going to hear what you need to hear. I'm a very competitive person. I wanted to run up front. And, and, you know, we got to a point where she's like, look, you're miserable. I know you're miserable. We're not even at the racetrack yet. It's Tuesday and you're already miserable because you're, you got to go to the racetrack this weekend. It's like, yeah, you're, you know what, you're right. And I spent a lot of time, like, like when, when I found out that, that things weren't going to work out and I wasn't going to keep doing it, which, mind you, I, I don't know that I was really that disappointed when it was all said and done, right? right. Like, I'm like, yeah, well, that's great, okay. You know, but for me, it was like the, that moment where it was like, you know what, I'm not the person that I need to be 
I could care less about the racist side of things. Right. I'm not the person I need to be, period. Like, who I am as a person has been gravely altered. And, and not in a good way, right? Like, if you right. you look at this year, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a happy person. Well, I'm a happy person the last 32 years of my life, 31 years of my life, whatever. I've, I've, majority of the time, I've been a happy person. This was a moment where I was like, man, I'm I'm not a good person right now. I'm not I'm not where I want to be at. I'm in a dark place. I was ready to quit racing. I wanted to walk away from the sport as a, as a whole. I wanted to just be done with it. And that's not what the cards had in, had in store for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it just happens I ride around with Dale Jr. at Darlington in the back of the pickup truck for driver intros. We have a conversation, and that leads to the next week having another conversation. And ultimately, that led to me driving at Junior Motorsports. Nowhere in life should Dale have ever, ever qualified where I was at or I should have qualified where he was at, right? Like, yeah. we should have never met in the middle, ever. Right. Like, right. You know, on my best day, still should have been worse than his worst day. And we qualify next to each other. I mean, I look back on it now, and I'm like, man, that was that was cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how how crazy is that that here I am in my darkest moment, and I just happened to qualify next to the guy that I I loved and respected and and watched race and was a huge fan of, and had a conversation that sparked me going to drive for him for the last few years. So yeah. it's a uh, it's a pretty cool story, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But uh, on the flip side of it, just knowing where I'm at now. I wouldn't go back. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. Like, everything's happened the way that it's happened for a reason and I, I, I wouldn't change anything. Sure. Going through that adversity is not fun. You don't want to do it again, but it shapes your character. hundred percent. And, and look, I, I look at guys now and I and, and I look at Clint Boyer, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, Clint got into my ride after I left and then had the same struggles and then went to the cup side and, and obviously has had a had a great season this year has enjoyed his time on the cup side again. If that opportunity ever came, yeah, I would go back to the cup side in a heartbeat and, and, and enjoy the cup side because I think I think the cup side has a lot to enjoy. I'm a long race guy, so so you know, for me I'm the weird one that likes the five and six hundred mile races. Uh that they're they're fun to me. They're they're exciting. I would go back in a heartbeat. But even, it have to be the right situation. Even yeah, I was gonna say even though it was the darkest moment of life career, you would still want to go back. I mean, how would you know? I guess wouldn't you need like some sort of guarantee that like it's well, not gonna no go gar- the way it did? Yeah, there's no there's no guarantees in the sport. Like yeah. I you know I look at um, you name a ride right? Like I look at any ride out there. If you told me I was gonna go drive the four or the forty eight or the eighteen or the seventy eight. There's no guarantee that car is going to be as good as it is right now. Every piece of that puzzle, that's what makes the big three on the cup side right now who they are, is every piece of the puzzle is perfect. I can't tell you that that would be the case. I, you know, I could go drive that car and we could run 25th all day. You know, who's to say that you don't go get in a car that maybe runs 15th and go win races? I, I don't know. Right. But the reason I say it would have to be the right opportunity is because I feel like from, from my standpoint, I take myself out of the equation now and I say, okay, how does the team function? You know, what is what is what are the guys? What do they think? Are they happy where they're at? Like, do do the guys go to the racetrack every week and they're excited to go to the racetrack, or they go to the racetrack and it's a paying job and they're miserable and they want to go home? Where where does my wife and my daughter fit in the equation? Right? Like, are they are they a main focus or are they not wanted? You know, so there's there's a lot of things that that really kind of play into whatever happens to my future and 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 that is the one thing that i will say at junior motorsports has been fantastic is the whole package every detail that i could have wanted for myself for my family for my everything to happen has been there and that's that's a big difference maker so it would it would be very hard to walk away from the current situation <laughs> sure and, and i and i it would be 100 percent remiss if i did not mi- mention 
the Brant family. So what they've done for me in my career, and, and they've been at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows with me. And, and um, you know, as a company, very rarely do you find a CEO and, and his family that are as involved in the racing program as what the Brants are, right? But it goes deeper than that too, the customers and the employees, you know, everybody that, that gets involved. And they've, they've all experienced that with me. And, it, and it's been fun because uh, I would get text messages from employees or from customers that would say, hey, you know, or emails that, hey, keep doing what you're doing. You know, just just keep plugging along, man. It's gonna get it's gonna get better. And you know, they they were behind me even when I didn't think that anybody could be. And uh, I look on that now, and I'm like, man, that that was crazy. Uh, that was a dark <laughs> time. Yeah. But we made it through it, and we're stronger because of it. And they are. I mean, this year they've been. I mean, it like Rick Brandt was uh, was calling me from from China two weeks ago when we went on Indy. He wasn't there. He was in China for for business. And uh, he's calling me from China, like, screaming. He's so excited. And they're getting text messages from people texting him while he's over there because they, ha- they have no social media. So right. he's getting text messages like, hey, we won. You know, and he, he he he's so excited that we won Indy. And it's like, man, that's that's cool. You know, that like that's what makes all this worth it. So, um yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this behind the scenes that most people don't don't take into consideration. And behind the scenes is uh, your phone ringing more often for no, cup? it hasn't rang at all. So no cup for Justin Allgaier next year or in the foreseeable uh, future. For sure. I, well, I I say for sure. <laughs> at, at this moment, there is no cup for me in the next year. Um, I'm I'm still in I'm still in for for going back in in the seven car for Junior Motorsports. Now I can't tell you that there would never be an opportunity to do some of both or you know a part time deal or I'm not ruling anything out right like I right. like I I still want to go back to the Cup side. But on the flip side of it, um, I have had zero, like literally zero conversations uh, with 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 Cup people about going back to uh, to Cup. So that's uh that that's that's fun, but that's frustrating at the same time, right? Like just knowing that we've had a a great season and it really hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. But I look at the the talent pool that's available, right, of guys that don't have contracts for next year. Like I'm lucky enough right now, I have a contract for next year. I know what my future holds for, for 2019. I look at some of these guys and I go, man, there's a lot of extremely talented race car drivers that don't necessarily have a seat in the, the, the musical chairs, right? I'm a firm believer that every driver that is in Cup, every driver that is in Xfinity, and every driver that is in Truck has the opportunity to be as good or as bad as they want to be. And there are guys that you've never even heard of that could probably drive the wheels off of one of these things and go win cup races today, right? Like, the talent level is so crazy. So I'm I'm just enjoying the fact that we're having a great year and knowing that that, uh, that could change in a moment because there's enough guys that are that are either A, in our series, or B, that are coming up that, yeah, I'm going to have my hands, hands you know, full for the next couple of years at least, hopefully. Well, that definitely keeps it in perspective. Another thing I think that would put things in perspective would be a health scare, which uh, I understand you had one earlier this year. I saw a post from your wife, Ashley, when you guys had come back from a trip to Spain and that you weren't feeling so well and you weren't sure why. And then I saw the social media from you in July where you went and got a colonoscopy. I did, yes. At age 32. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what was Not that? what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what's it like having a, a cancer scare? that early in life and I, I presume everything cleared up after that you seem so fine. I still have some some lingering things going on um there there's some autoimmune stuff that that is a possibility there's some more testing we're still gonna do but um I still have some issues uh but on the flip side of it it is not anything that I have to be 
worried of. It's nothing that's life threatening or anything like that, which is which is fantastic. Was there a point at which she might have been worried? Uh, about I, I, I'll be honest with you. When I came over from Spain, I lost about fifteen to eighteen pounds in about three or four days and was sick sick. Like I mean, to the point of where like I didn't think I was going to get on a plane to come back. And and we had gone over an off weekend. I went over there uh, for Brant for an event that they had over there in conjunction with the Formula One race in Barcelona. So we took uh, a bunch of customers to to Barcelona and you know we we had gone over there for, for them and and so. I didn't know how I was going to get back. And furthermore, you know, I think that that's the part that, that we're all a little bit skewed in, in reality um, as, as race car drivers. I wasn't worried about getting myself healthy. Like, I, I didn't care what was wrong with me. Like, I'm just worried, okay, how am I going to get can back? Can I drive again? And yeah. can I drive this weekend, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's the thought process. So I went back, and I, I went to the doctor and obviously ended up having a colonoscopy, which I'm going to say this. Getting a colonoscopy at 32 years old is really weird, right? <laughs> like it, it, you, you, you walk in and and you, you almost feel out of place. Yeah. Well, but you're, I'm gonna, you're 18 years early at this point. Correct. For a test like that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's the best thing that I've ever done because it took every bit of question out of my mind, and I and I tell people all the time, like I've I've been fam- between family and friends, I've had a lot of people that have had um, different types of cancers, different types of diseases that things that have ultimately been life-ending. Um, you know, and I, I know, you know, we see Sherry Pollock's every weekend and what she promotes and what she's gone through. But I don't think, I don't think people sometimes, I think people will, they'll give to a good cause or they'll, they'll talk about something whenever it doesn't affect them. But then when it affects you, you're always, a lot of times you're like, I'm not saying a word, right? Like, I'm just going to keep to myself. I'm going to do my thing. It'll go away eventually. Nothing's wrong. And uh, I've lost too many people in my life to worry about what other people, like how weird it's going to be or what it looks like from the outside. Like my thing was like, hey, if I can if if I can go and get a test and I can get an answer, why wouldn't you? Right. Right? Like right. if I could walk up to the ATM and get a million dollars out, I'm going to walk up to the ATM <laughs> and get a million dollars out, right? Like right. like if, if that's an opportunity to go collect something that, that you know, you, you, you don't have, go do it. And um, like I said, it was weird. Uh, I I <laughs> I felt a little out of place, but it was the best thing I've ever done. So uh, t- today I I've not had any issues. It's not kept me from doing anything that I want to do. Um, I haven't had any effects like I had in Spain, which is great. And there's still some question marks, but but ultimately I think uh, we've pretty much we've checked off about 98% of the stuff that is big big item stuff that you go man that that could have been a lot worse than what it is so we've checked off about 98 percent of that so i'm i'm feeling pretty good about where i'm at at the moment i would hope feeling pretty good about your situation going to the playoffs as well yes. glad you were able to make it thanks for uh spending some time with us really appreciate the insight Justin. no problem man I'm, I'm glad we did it and i'm glad that it wasn't all racing we uh, <laughs> we, we covered a lot of life yeah in today's podcast that, well, that's okay. the idea with the podcast is yeah. we, we try to take it in a different direction make it more conversational so i appreciate your willingness to go in that direction well, thank sure you so much and thank you for doing what you do here the nascar nbc podcast is available on Apple. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. And as always, any feedback sent to me on Twitter, at Nate Ryan is my handle. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR NBC Podcast. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.